Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and it is Monday, October 10, 2022. It is episode 270, and I'm your host, John June. This guy over here, that's my guy, Greg Penniman, a.k.a. G-Money. Greg, how we feeling on this Monday in week five? That's almost over. Seems like Greg may not have some audio right now. Greg, can you hear us? Yeah, you know, I like to show up fashionably late so I could just, like, slide in and be like, yo, yeah, come through. Uh, good week, you know, five five and two this week, hopefully for my fantasy teams. Uh, right, some right on to tonight's game, but uh, Devonte should have get it done for me and some Kelsey action. So, yeah, it's, it's been a good week. Um, a lot of good games this week. Uh, a lot of kickers missing as always. Like to see it. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm just ready to get to these waivers. Yeah, I mean, a lot of kickers missing. Um, or as Tom Brady would say, just a oh, lot man. of bad football. Oh, a lot of bad football calls, especially on oh, him. Bad that usually happens. In, that he usually yeah. gets. Yeah, yeah. In the in the bad in the bad football games, you get a bad yeah. call like our man Jerome Boger, who, if you didn't see, unnecessary roughness on the defense, um, and his explanation after the fact was that he unnecessarily mm-hmm. topped, uh, tossed the quarterback to the ground. Right. Um, uh, isn't that what you need to do to get a sack? You know, I was thinking that, Greg. Like, you that's know, like football. Move, yeah. It's like pretty violent sport, right? They say. You know, he stays, like, he stays up, and the play keeps going on. Like, right? Like, were you gonna call him in the grass? I don't. I don't. I don't think you were gonna say that he he was already down, and the quarterback has given himself up. Because if Tom Brady got out of that. And didn't go to exactly. the ground. Yep. What would yep. you then say? <laughs> it's crazy. It it yeah. Stuff like that is upsetting. Uh, Cordell Patterson is making the most of it, uh, having made Jerome Boger calling foul <laughs> <laughs> uh, unnecessary roughness as his profile picture on Twitter. So that that is awesome. Uh, I guess handling it in stride, Cordero Patterson is. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to talk about Cordero Patterson much today uh, because today is the week five recap and he did not play. So we're going to recap uh, those studs or those swags, those jags. Um, you know, so far the week that was. Mind you, Monday Night Football has not happened yet. So Patrick Mahomes won't end up on the swag list for now and – Derek Carr won't end up on the Jag list, right? Because <laughs> people are starting Derek Carr and they're waiting. They're they like they need him. Yeah. Need oh, him. absolutely. Yeah, they do for sure. And I'm like the matchup is great. And we talked about this. Like Derek Carr was like start of the week consideration, but I, I mean, are there splits? I mean, I mean, there are splits. I just have to I have to get them. Uh, yeah, there definitely are splits. But yeah, it's just <laughs> this is a moment where like. And I hope Derek we're not Carr like giving. You said Derek Carr just what? 
he just folds in these moments, like when you think it's time to have a, a great game and he doesn't. I mean, last game, all right, it wasn't that bad. Last his last game to 263 and got one touch though, one pick. So I mean, that's not gonna really no, I, need, that. I need I need uh <laughs> his average though is two forty two and then one point five touchdowns. Against the Chiefs? Yeah, against the Chiefs of all time. Yeah. He's three and thirteen his record though. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh yeah. One he also averaged one point one picks. So like he's it's getting like kind of taken away a little bit. Okay, so Derek Carr versus the Chiefs on the road. <laughs> on the road, uh whew. uh twenty-three. And a half of 38, so 60.6% completion percentage, 220 passing yards, 5.7 yards per attempt, one touchdown, 1.1 interception. Yes, even worse on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does have a game here of 347 and three. (laughs) So, (laughs) who knows? Hey, it is... Josh McDaniels. So I hope that we're really not giving people who have Aaron Jones or have Derek Carr and are like counting on him tonight, like an aneurysm right now. Like, don't do anything crazy. You got to play him. Uh, Yeah. So just go with it. Yeah. It's rough. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's move on to talking about what we actually came here to talk about, which is those swags and those jags starting with the quarterback swags and <clears throat> quarterback one of the week. I'm not surprised. Greg, are, are you surprised? No, no sir. Not at all. Uh, Josh Allen, 20 of 31, 424 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, one interception, also added 42 rushing yards on five attempts, 35.2 fantasy points in your standard quarterback PPR scoring league. Greg, your thoughts on this performance here by Josh Allen, who had 300 yards by halftime, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, man, this is easy money for Josh Allen. Uh, this is, you know, what we expect from him every week. Uh, it's a game-changing player right now. The Bills are just heavily motivated. They they want to they they want to get back to that AFC Championship game. That's that's all they're really looking at. If, if they could get specifically back. To, uh, they want to get the number one seed because they know they don't want to be on the road when they get down to the you know those final chip uh, playoff games. Um, so they're they're playing on another level right now. Uh, Josh Allen leading the way for them. Yeah, Josh Allen um, was absolutely unstoppable in this game. I mean, the two long touchdown passes to Gabe Davis, uh, phenomenal, and uh, you know, just even what he does with his legs. Like at one point it was like a 24 to three game, um, you know, in the third quarter and or third or fourth quarter. And Josh Allen is just running down the field like, <laughs> like for no reason. Like you have you just diving head first. Like at that point, if I was Sean McDermott, Sean McDermott, I would like get that guy out of there. Uh, but yeah, Josh, Josh Allen is absolute stud. Uh, so is this next guy, man. Jalen Hurts, uh, 26 of 36, 239 passing yards, no touchdowns passing, no interceptions, 
but did add 15 rush attempts, 61 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was good for 27.7 PPR points there. Uh, Leads the Eagles to a 5-0 record. Um, They... I don't want I don't want to say they look unstoppable uh because they, they no no team is unstoppable um per se but uh the Eagles are rolling right now like they can do everything uh they can they obviously have a quarterback who's dual threat but they can throw the ball they can run the ball they they can play defense uh they can stop the run they can stop the pass they can get after the quarterback they can play coverage <laughs> like uh there's not much the Eagles can't do, Greg. Your thoughts on the performance here by Jalen Hurts? Yeah, well, definitely a great performance. Jalen Hurts continued to roll. Uh, one of the with Josh Allen early MVC, MVP candidates. Um, so yeah, they're they're both rolling. I think yeah, the Bills and Eagles are both team wise playing playing very well. Uh, getting blowouts too. Uh, yeah, the Bills are stopping on teams, so they're they it's insane. And the Eagles are you know able to do that as well. This is probably their first close game in a while. Um, you know, the second half though, I'm gonna need to see Eagles like really play a good second half. <laughs> I still haven't yeah, seen I mean, you had <laughs> you had the two, you had the you know the, the the kind of the two evils here, the the car the Eagles who are a great first half team, mm-hmm. um, and then the Cardinals who are a terrible first half team. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. And then the Eagles who really haven't had to put, you know, I've said before they haven't had to put much foot on the gas in the second half. Um, but, you know, Jacksonville gave them some, you know, some something to step on the gas for, and, and Arizona did as well. Um, yeah, if we co- if we continue talking about this game, I'm just going to go on a rant about Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. So oh, that's not we, even – We can't uh, talk about this game anymore. So let's move, on to, <laughs> let's move on to the next one, uh, QB3 on the week. That would be Geno Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. Does it again. My man is white hot, um, 16 to 25, 268 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, also added three rush attempts for 13 yards, 24 fantasy points. Can you – do you bench him at all going forward? All the chips in, man. All the chips in on Geno, man. We're all all in in on Geno. We're all all in, in. man. This man is a 12-team starter. Any league, all format starter. Uh, if they were comeback player of the year or in most improved player of the year awards, this man is getting it. Uh, these man's this man's on dime. He thought those Tyler Lockett two touchdowns were dimes in coverage. Uh, and this is not a slouch of a defense. We talked about um, Saints being a good defense against quarterbacks. He's you know he's he's a starter every week. I mean I'm I want him over Russell Wilson right now. That's a fact. Like this is this is a, a quarterback I'm starting. Over Russell Wilson next week. <laughs> Go for I it. Think, I think Denver might want to like want, want him over <laughs> Russell Wilson right now. No, but in all, in all seriousness, Gino's been absolutely balling. Um, you know, Greg, you've been you've been I mean, you've been on it. You've been saying he was your quarterback stream of the week last week. Uh, you were saying, you know, even before you were talking about him, you know, picking him up off waivers. Um, and he's still available in leagues. People yep, think it's still available. Um, but this was a matchup that I came into it. I said, Hey man, this is tough. Like, I, I don't know if I'm willing to go at this new Orleans defense with Gino here. Um, seems like, seems like he's matchup proof. <laughs> it's, uh, it's either that or through five weeks, new Orleans, isn't who we thought they were as a, as a defense. Um, but, or Gino Smith is exactly who we think he is as a quarterback. <laughs> 
take that for what you will. Um, but you know, obviously, hopefully you already have him on your team because uh, you listen to Greg because you are a listener of our show or you consume it via watching uh, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Um, but just make sure you like, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, and if you need some Monday Night Miracles, uh, throw them in the chat. Let's hear them. Let's see what some people need. Um, but let's move on to these quarterback jags. And um, Oh, actually, sorry. Rounding out the top 12 of the quarterback swags. Uh, Kirk Cousins comes in at four. Carson Wentz, five. Tom Brady, six. That was your start of the week, Greg. Yeah, let me find the, uh, um, Just keep the seven, you know. <laughs> uh, Jimmy G comes in at seven. Marcus Mariota coming in at eight. Joe Burrow, my start of the week, who did not finish higher than Tom Brady. So it seems like Tom Brady was the start of the week to have here. But, uh, <laughs> Justin Fields comes in at 10, uh, Aaron Rodgers 11, and Kyler Murray falling in to that QB1 finish as the quarterback 12. That's his year, falling right into that QB1. All right into the QB12. <laughs> uh, Greg, any of these top 12 performances stick out to you? Uh, definitely good to see Justin Fields get a, a relevant performance, especially that first half. I thought I was about to be a route. Minnesota was putting it on Chicago. And then somehow Chicago made it a game at the end. Um, so it's good for that for them to bounce for the mouse back and get, you know, get some passing game going for him. Yeah, the, I, I didn't see um I didn't see much of that game at all, actually. But you know, just I remember I had obviously Minnesota was my my defensive stream of the week, and I'm just like, yo, what the heck is going on? Like, why is this yeah. a game? Uh, but we did talk about this. Like Minnesota's defense is not good. Um, and you know, we even talked about potentially even thinking about playing Justin Fields. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I don't think that you, you wanted to play him either. Um, Cause I, we need to see more before we, before from this whole offense before, I mean, outside of the running game, like we'll, we know that we can play them and, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll play them in a good, you know, David Montgomery in a good matchup. Uh, but Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney, like they have to have, like that thing has to be green in order for, for me to be. <laughs> yeah. <willing> to play. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, Mariota, uh, just when I tell him um, he no longer exists to me. Um, I know. 61 rushing yards, wants to finish as a QB8. Yeah, that one, I'm I'm, I'm, pe- I'm, I'm salty about that one, not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Kyler Murray, man. I'm, I don't want to talk about it, but just it was frustrating. It was frustrating. Cause He's good for fantasy, not for football, man. That's, not that's for football. You, yeah, that's all. No, it's terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, how do you slide there? And if you didn't see friendly, it, friendly heard someone say that he had it or something. Like he, you know, the sideline was telling him that. I don't but know. even then, it's it's the presence of mind to like not even slide, right? They told you you had it, so you're like, oh, okay, okay, you had the first down, so you're gonna spike, right? I get that part, yeah. But take it a step back. Like, why did you slide? <laughs> yeah, it's like. You, you you uh, okay? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore because I'm gonna get frustrated. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to the quarterback Jags. Perfect segue to go for Kyler Murray. Uh, that was salty. I'm sorry, Kyler. I take it back. He finishes the QB twelve. Uh, D Hop gets back in a couple of weeks. It'll be all better. Um, but moving on to these quarterback Jags. Uh, 
yeah, I only really got two. Uh, my start of the week, or my stream of the week, rather, and Ryan Tannehill, um, who, you know, Derrick Henry it was just the Derrick Henry show, uh, and Carson Wentz on the other side, uh, making it happen. Uh, and then Matthew Stafford, who was that a Jack? I was thinking about it when I wrote it down because, like, did we say that, we're not playing him? We just didn't like that matchup, man. You know, that the matchup, no, was, yeah, no, I know uh, we didn't like the matchup, yeah. But yeah. He's still highly rostered. He is. Yeah, he is. I'm sure people played him. Or he hasn't had a maybe he's only had one QB one week this year so far though. But uh, I think it's just been, been one the been week. A down, two. A very Lawrence. down year for him. Um Trevor Lawrence too as well. I think we're we were, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we did and we did, you know, we both said we would we liked him over Aaron Rodgers and it just he's been a turnover machine these last couple of weeks, man. I think yeah. Seven combined turnovers in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, for sure. With the uh, better matchups, the you know receivers are back and a little bit, a little more healthier. So, yeah, he he they need to get it together. Definitely. Um, yeah, I I mean I didn't ask because I didn't think there were any honorable mentions for the quarterback swags. Uh, it was a pretty low you know low scoring week from the quarterback position. Yeah, it was. Um, and nobody really like stood out. Okay, we'll move on to running back swags then. And the running back one on the week, uh, this man dragging his way out of the the panic room. He said, The panic room is not for me, I'm completely mm-hmm. fine. Austin Eckler, 16 carries, 173 rushing yards. One rushing touchdown, added four receptions for 26 receiving yards and a touchdown, 35.9 PPR points. Uh, actually hide for the running back one on the week. Um, who was the next guy we'll get to in a minute? But Greg, you were you were pretty adamant that Austin Eckler should not be in a panic room, um, that he would overcome it. Um I think you got a little scared and nervous after a couple more weeks, but what did you see in this performance from Austin Eckler? Yeah, this is two in a row now, monster weeks for Eckler. Um, he's just been been balling um, and doing what he has to do in the passing game. Got another passing reception touchdown uh, yesterday. Uh, he's definitely got himself out the mud, uh, becoming that top, you know, seven to you know five to seven pick that you were taking uh, in the first round. So. Yeah, definitely like to see this. Um, Chargers, I think, are just going to continue to be in competitive games, high-scoring games. That's just the, the the way the Chargers are in. They're they're gonna the team that throws fourth and two, uh, throws goes scores for it on fourth and two when you know they they have all the chances of winning. They could just punt it to Jacoby Brissett, but they're gonna make the game. They're gonna make the games interesting, and Eckler's gonna be in the middle of it. So, uh, continue to be a, a top RB one for sure. Yeah, uh, this game was very interesting as a. A Cleveland Browns money line better. Mm. <laughs> it was <laughs> very. Mm. Uh, I wasn't watching it, but I was very much tracking this game. Um, Staley must have saw that because he, he he gave him every chance. <laughs> he gave him he every must, chance. He must have bet on the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, at one point, Keenan Allen did tweet like, "WTF are we WTF, doing?" Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
True. Yeah, no, Austin Eckler was great. Um, I think the other part that was really good was that Sony Michelle played the least amount of snaps that he's played all year. Uh, Joshua Kelly did also, you know, was involved, you know, had a decent amount of carries in this one as well. Uh, but, you know, uh, Austin Eckler averaging 10 yards per attempt is pretty healthy and allows us to know that, you know, he's still he's still got the juice. You know, it's it's uh, as long as the opportunities keep coming, he'll keep producing. Right. Let's move on to the RB uh, two, which I guess he's really tied for the RB one, but also scored thirty five point nine PPR points. That'd be Leonard Fournette, fourteen of fifty six for a touchdown. We all thought Mike Evans would be the lead receiver, or maybe Chris Godwin. Uh, Julio was out. Russell Gage in a revenge game as well, though we thought maybe, but no, it would be Leonard Fournette, ten. Of 11, 83 receiving yards, and a touchdown there. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Leonard Fournette? Yeah, man, Leonard Fournette continued to roll. Um, it's one of like, I guess one of one of the best value plays out running back this year. I mean, you know, not being more drafted as a borderline RB one, uh, but RB two, and he's he's giving you RB one weeks consistently. Um, as long as this man is staying healthy and on the field, uh, he he's going to produce for this team. Uh, Tampa Bay is relying on the running backs uh, heavily, uh, Leonard Fournette heavily this year. Uh, and that's the reason why you also need to have a shot white on that roster. This man needs to be rostered everywhere. Yeah, Rashad White is definitely uh, a player that I'm I'm very fond of. He was, at, you know, somebody that I was trying to target in some leagues earlier in the offseason, um, you know, but – he 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 can fill in fantastically as a pass catcher for Fournette if something were to happen to him. Mm-hmm. Fournette, however, though, does deserve his flowers because he's been balling all year. The volume has been there. The touchdowns yep. just haven't been coming. And just, you know, last week he scores his first one. Um, and, you know, that continues, you know, this week as he gets two more. So definitely great to see. Um, but enough talking about those guys. It's just got to talk about this next guy right here. Sir. Brees Hall, feed the Brees. Brees Lightning, whatever you want to call the man, man's electric, 18 of 97, one touchdown rushing, two targets for two receptions and 100 receiving yards, 27.7 PPR points. Greg, I'm going to let you go because I there's just so much I can say. Oh, I mean, I'll be short, man. This this man's been balling, though. Yeah, the, the emergence here, we, we knew it was coming, and now the, the breakout – uh game is here that that one run where he's just dragging uh the defender almost into all the way into the end zone is showing his strength his, uh, his agility everything he he has uh and yeah it's not like michael carter is a bad running back this is how good Brees hall is like this is how he was like i need this job i'm taking it and yeah he they're making the jets a, a better team week by week can i just say like on that play that you were referring to the 79 yard reception where he dragged a dude to the one yard line. <laughs> I have never in my life as a Jets fan seen a player like that that plays for the Jets, right? Like it's usually the Jets players that are getting dragged, yeah, <laughs> into, yeah, yeah. you know, like you know, trying yeah. to chase down the freaks like Jonathan Taylor and like not uh-huh. being able to catch him. Uh, but just watching Brees Hall, like what he's been doing. Like I've been saying it all, you know, for weeks. Like the big runs coming, the big runs coming. He still hasn't even really had the big run. Just had the big reception here. 
Um, the takeovers happened, and this could have been a bigger day. My man fell oh, yeah. down at the one yard line twice. Yeah, that could have been his touchdown. Yeah, yeah, both so, times could have been his touchdowns. Both, yeah. um, both times, both those receptions. You know, we could have been talking about a forty point, you know, three touchdown day here, uh, for for the rookie who has over two hundred yards. You know, has two hundred yards, two hundred seventy five yards from scrimmage his last two games, has two hundred over two hundred yards uh, receiving on the season. Uh, I think the stat from Jeff Bell, uh, to whom for whom the the Bell toes on Twitter, um, the Running backs to have over 210 receiving yards, Brees Hall, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Javid Best, and Reggie Bush. So that's pretty good company to be in uh, right there. Uh, and, yeah, it's only week five, and it's just getting going. Yeah, man, this is, I mean, definitely my early candidate for offensive rookie of the year. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, he was my breakout running back. There you go. <laughs> go. Uh, let's move on to the the rest of these these top twelves here. Uh, that is the Jags. So let's move on to the next of these top twelves here. Um, RB four Derrick Henry, RB five Dalvin Cook, the RB six Nick Chubb, RB seven uh, Alvin Kamara, RB or uh, tied for RB seven with Alvin Kamara was Christian McCaffrey, the RB nine Tevin Coleman. The RB10, Damian Pierce, the RB11, Jeff Wilson Jr., and the RB12, Saquon Barkley. Uh, Greg, Ooh. any of these guys in the top 12 stuck out to you? This is a great list. A lot of high-scoring RBs in the last couple of weeks have been putting up some monster numbers. Um, you look at the uh, – like a usual first round for uh, any like first-round draft, like Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Mar- Kamara, and McCaffrey all back-to-back-to-back, which is great. Uh, and then you got the young people like – Stepping up, uh, and Damian Pierce, man, every every week showing those people that drafted late, getting them in the third round. Uh, he's hitting every value right now. Did he go in the third round? I feel like he was going close. I know he was I going. To, he, yeah, it was like fourth, fifth, for sure. Oh my, but, towards like the end when. Uh, oh yeah, by the end, I'm yeah, sure he was going the end, in the third yeah. round at somebody's. Yeah. Knees. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. He's been absolute value. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's been he's been really good. And, you know, we were talking about how his value wouldn't be as high unless, you know, he's getting all that work. You know, this has to be the James Robinson from, you know, two years ago. Like, mm-hmm. that's what he would need to do in terms of the volume and the opportunities and playing for a bad football team. And he's doing that. So uh, and he's excelling. Um, so, you know, he's looks he's looked fantastic. So yeah. I, I yeah he's he's been really good, um yeah Alvin Kamara having that bounce back game that was huge for managers there uh, probably closes that buy low opportunity, um you know because so, he was a guy we talked about in the panic room last week um and I was pretty adamant I was like no nah, we got to keep him out of there, uh Nick Chubb didn't have like the day but I mean he's on nah, he's on Nick Chubb is. Go ahead. Yeah, Nick Chubb is wild. Nah, yeah, he's he's. I mean, if I'm redraft, I'm taking him top three, like, and for RBs, yeah, like he he's been balling every week. Yeah, he's been he's on pace for a career year. Um, that career that career year, uh, Nick Chubb leading the league in rushing that I've been saying for like three years is finally coming. Um, 
But yeah, uh, Dalvin Cook too, like you were saying, those early draft picks coming coming through this week. Um, and then Jeff Wilson Jr., man, just consistent. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been he's been balling as well. Uh, and then let's talk about some honorable mentions. Ramondre Stevenson, your running back start of the week, came through huge in this one. I mean, the PPR numbers. I mean, he's finished. He finishes the RB thirteen. Um, but my man had a hundred and sixty-one yards rushing on twenty-five attempts. Uh, only had two catches for 14 yards, didn't score a touchdown. Uh, so his 19 and a half PPR points is actually a, like that's impressive. He had an impressive yeah. like standard day. If like yeah. you ran, if you were running standard, he was like a top five player probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the upside is only you know high for him because now with Damian Harris's injury, uh, and yeah, the you know Patriots used to having all these running backs uh, on the roster. A lot of them. Or either her or just not active. I think your know, Roger Stevenson is about to lift off. Yeah, he's he's definitely about to take off in a big way. Um, you know, he you know, as you alluded to the Damian Harris injury, he 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 injured his hamstring early, I think, in Sunday's game. Um, left the game and and therefore left all the work to Ramondre Stevenson. And as Greg was talking about, this just means that Ramondre is gonna get pretty much all of this work. Uh, the run game, um, the passing targets, right? Like the Patriots used to have like a James White or they even mm-hmm. were doing it with, with Ty Montgomery earlier in the year in regards to having, um, you know, specified roles. Like you're our early down back, you're our pass catcher, um, and then two, two of you guys are mixing around the goal line. This is about to be something we've never – we haven't seen – I'm going to say never because it's hyperbolic, but we have not seen – in a bill by Bill oh, Belichick yeah. coached offense in a very, very, very long time, which is a true three down running back. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, nah, I don't think of, oof, nah, I can't remember. Yeah. Corey Dillon's the last person I could think of. <laughs> and even to Corey, even Corey Dillon had a Kevin Falk. So, like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so other honorable mentions, David Montgomery, man, we talked about the dude's toughness. Um, you know, this dude's whatever the injury timeline is, he's just going to shave it in half. It seems. Uh, yeah. He, he only missed one game with a high ankle sprain and still finished as a top 15 running back in PPR. Yeah, it's perfect. I love teams where, you know, if you're like Montgomery, when he's active, like Dalvin cook, when he's active, they're going to be the one like eat off of injury off anything. Like, if they're if they're playing, they're gonna get their usual workloads, which is uh, what I like to see. So go always expect uh, David Montgomery if he's questionable coming out through the week. If he's active, you're you're ready to start him without with confidence. I'm just hoping that the Bears are continuing to do that. So like the, because they're shopping David Montgomery, I say that as a Khalil Herbert manager, like <laughs> as someone who has a lot of Khalil Herbert, uh, I am saying that selfishly because you know. Wouldn't David Montgomery look great in like a Niners uniform? No offense, Jeff Wilson Jr. Heck, no. <laughs> Where is Jeff Wilson? Uh, yeah, he would. Uh, Watch the Patriots true. just be like, "Oh yeah, no, nah, we need a, we need oh, another man." Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to uh, they just need to go right. get DJ Moore. That's what they need to do. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> 
That's the... I don't like. Oh that. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Just yeah, no. Even like from it's not even good enough for me from a fantasy perspective for me to be like, oh yeah, that's great. That'll help a little bit, you know. <laughs> a little bit, sure. It'll it'll hurt Jacoby Myers. That would suck. Yeah, it will be actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the running back Jags. Uh, James Robinson, my start of the week. That was – I don't even know what to make of that. Uh, Travis Etienne had a good game. Um, the, the Jags lost. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, James Conner, he left the game with a rib injury. Uh, so – and all as did Daryl Williams, actually. So I'm sure that we're going to talk about Eno Benjamin a little bit later. Uh, Miles Sanders didn't have a great game. Zeke Elliott, uh, Jamal Williams, Devin Singletary, which Devin Singletary one is weird because six carries for 42 yards and his team won like 30. I don't even remember. I don't even know what the it was like 38, was. three or something. Something crazy. I mean, they just kept throwing the ball like they they throw the ball. That's what do they, <laughs> that's what they that's do. What they do. <laughs> even if Devin Singletary is over here averaging seven <laughs> yards per clip, they're just going to be like, OK. Um, uh, I think it was one more too. Antonio Gibson, Najee yeah. Harris, yeah, J.K. Oh yeah, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. Oh, and then the Packers running backs. But you know that Giants defense, man. That's what can I say? You know, it's <laughs> it's crazy because this was the first. Well, we still don't know, right? This was the well. I was gonna say this was the first opportunity where the Giants actually played. Somebody because previously you could be like all right. oh, the Giants defense, yeah. but they played like Justin yeah. Fields, Justin, Cooper yeah. Rush, and yeah, I don't even know who the other person was, Baker Mayfield. And then it's like, yeah. oh, but now they play the Packers, but then it's like, but the Packers almost lost to Bailey Zapp last week, <laughs> so and then they play the Jets this week, so it's like, <laughs> are we when are we gonna know what the Packers really are? <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, Packers are definitely different without Devontae. It, it impacts them all. So now defense, defense is just focused more on the run because they can get more coverage sacks and stuff like that. Like, their receivers are just not not doing it. I mean, Randall, throwing five-yard passes to Randall Cobb is not going to get it done. Bro, I was, that was, that's the other thing. I mean, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is out here throwing bubble screens. Like, every <laughs> everything was – it looked like Kyler Murray. It was like everything was a bubble screen. <laughs> I couldn't get it done, man. Like I'm, bro. Like I mean, we're sitting. I mean, I can, I can sit on a couch and we can sit there and be like, oh, okay. Well, they got they got two to that side, or they got three to that side. And the Packers, on the, you know, the Giants got two with an overhang. They're gonna throw the bubble screen, and then for sure, they would throw the freaking bubble screen. And it's like at one point or another, you can't live and die off bubble screens all day. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like everything they they did was try to attack the Giants perimeter. Um. They they can't they don't really have a guy to get vertical. They they were really, really hoping Christian Watson could be that. Um, but he's not. Uh I mean he's not yet. And he was dealing with a hamstring. Romeo Dobbs is is a good player, but I don't think he's that player yet either. And I think that's and you know, if it wasn't Devontae Adams, you know, getting hit on shot plays, I'm gonna say it, but it was Marquez Valdez Scantling. <laughs> they don't have that guy. They yeah, they don't. don't. They just don't. Uh, I don't even know how we end up. Oh, we're talking about Packers. We're talking about Packers running backs. We end up talking about the whole Packers offense. Um, 
anyway, any other running back jacks stick out to you, Greg? Um, no, I think that that was pretty much it. All right, let's talk about these wide receiver swags and our number one wide receiver on the week. I knew he'd finish higher than consensus, but I didn't know he'd finish as the wide receiver one. That would be Gabe Davis. Um, because when you are Gabe Davis, you don't need a whole lot of production to get going. Three catches on six targets for 171 receiving yards, two re- touchdown receptions, a 98-yard touchdown, and a 62-yard touchdown where he straight up just took the ball away from Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, uh, after after one hand catching it, too. After one hand catching yeah. it. Uh, yeah. 32.1 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, love this here. Um, Gabe Davis blowing up. Uh, he's, he's like... The the boomer bus is, is crazy right now. Like he's definitely his boom is like uh up there with the like the top people in the league. Um, you know, want to see that consistency hopefully, you know, in, in later weeks. But yeah, you, you're definitely it's worth having him in, in that lineup uh, as a flex play or a wide receiver uh, uh three or two um to give you these weeks where he, he can win it for you. Yeah, it was just you know, awesome for, you know, Gabe Davis to have this week. Um, you know, we've, we've been talking about the ankle. You know, we always say context matters. I know that's something I say all the time, especially when it comes to players playing through injuries, right? And a lot of times we don't, you know, we may not remember, you know, when players sat out games, right? Um, you know, player might get high ankle sprain, sit out, four weeks and then come back and he's awesome. And you may not remember that when, you know, we look at the season, we may not remember that four weeks, but if we go back, sometimes we look at a player like Gabe Davis and we look at the last three weeks where he's been terrible. Well, the thing that we're not talking about is the ankle injury that he suffered and that Mm -hmm. he's been playing through. So I think that's something that, you know, I know it's something that we talk about, but it's just definitely a decision, you know, something that should be involved in our decision-making when we, you know, as because ultimately it's up to you, the listener, to, to set your lineup, right? So, um, you know, if you it's something that we should definitely consider, you know, guys playing through injuries and how that impacts them, right? So, uh, the wide receiver two who is definitely not injured, um, and did everything, uh, pretty much for the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday, including throw a pass, uh, to Dak to Dalvin Cook, which was awesome from a fantasy perspective because I have a team with Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook on it. So it was like really nice to, yeah, have that whole thing. But anyway, uh, Justin Jefferson, 12 of 13, 154 receiving yards, no touchdowns, 30.3 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here? Yeah, I watched a lot of this game. It was crazy how how, how open he was in this game too because, you know, Chicago running a lot of zone. Uh, Kirk Cousins was not shy to just dump it down to him. And Justin Jefferson is a, a monster yak guy. Um, missed a touchdown on that first drive. Um, you know, dove just a little too early, stretching for the end zone. Um, yeah, it's insane. It's insane because he gets most of these yardages, I feel like, in the first quarter. Like, he's a hot starter. Like, this man goes insane. I'm just waiting for him to, like, just have, like, a 300-yard receiving day because, like, he starts off these games 158 yards. He got a majority of that in that first half. It's crazy how he starts off games. Yeah, it would be – that would be nice if he could do that. <laughs> you know, the whole game or like not have a game next week where he's going to put up like 40 receiving yards. So then he like ends up with an average of like, no, yeah, yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> Cause 
I'm just saying, man, I want my Cooper Cup. That's what I that's what I wanted when I drafted. You got two in a row now. Two in a row. I need three. Two in a row. All right, bad, bad. We'll go for three and then five. (laughs) (laughs) Cooper Cup has scored in what 17 out of 18 games now, I think. It's it's wild. And he has a hundred yards and like I don't even know what this what the stat is. It's gotta be over like 18, 19 games. It's worth not, yeah. It's worth having Matthew Stafford not be good and or just not be relevant. Or Allen Robinson, if Cooper Cup's gonna be this consistent, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Alan, who's Allen Robinson? Yeah, right. I don't know. That guy. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the wide receiver three on the week. Gino is making people say Russ who? Because uh, Tyler Lockett. Five of six, 104 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 27.4 uh, PPR points. Hey, maybe Russ was a system quarterback. The receivers, man. Those maybe the receivers <laughs> making <laughs> made Russell look good, yo. I don't know. Ah, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Tyler Lockett? Yeah, the <clears throat> his uh, deep passes, um, you know, able to get open. Geno Smith throwing him absolute dimes both times. Um, Love to see it. Uh, think both receivers are very relevant now. Um, with Geno Smith, those receivers are, I think, are easily uh, wide receiver two plays, top twenty plays every week, uh, and the upside for more for wide receiver one performances. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, these guys. I think last week I said that they, because basically all season I've been doing th- I've been doing this with the Seattle wide receivers. I was like. They're unplayable. It's like, all right, they're wide receiver threes with like wide receiver two upside. Like last week, it was like wide receiver two and wide receiver one upside. And, and I think yeah, just, just for Gino. Yep. Just for Gino. Like they're going to be wide receiver ones. So they're, you know, when my projections and my rankings come out, they'll be like both of them in the top 16 or 18 of wide receivers. And it's going to be absurd. Um, Let's, uh, I guess, round out these swags here. And we got in at the wide receiver four, Cooper Cup, five, Diami Brown, six, Stefan Diggs, seven, Jacoby Myers, eight, Mike Williams, nine, Marquise Brown, 10, Amari Cooper, 11, Devontae Smith, and 12, DK Metcalf. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on performance here by these guys in the top 12. Yeah, again, love to see both the Seattle running backs as wide receiver ones. Devontae That's pretty Smith. impressive for two running backs to finish as wide receiver ones. Yeah, two, two wide receivers <laughs> to finish <laughs> as wide receiver ones. Uh, Devontae Smith, too, has just been continuing to uh, emerge as a, a great value play at the receiver position. Um, and, yeah, nah, I like it for sure. Jacoby Myers, though, has, has emerged as relevant, I think, as finally getting – in the end zone again, uh, but I think he's going to start seeing the end zone more and becoming uh, a, a definitely all formats type player for wide receiver. They play Detroit again next week. They don't. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, not, I'm just messing around. Jacoby, Jacoby, Jacoby's going to ball. <laughs> I just had to say, it, man, I just had to make that joke. Jacoby's going to ball. Um, you know, Mac Jones is getting healthier, so that should be, you know, should be easier to to not have to catch passes from Bailey Zap. Uh, Bailey Zappi. Ba- I don't even know how you say it. Uh, sorry, Bailey. Um, and yeah, Devontae Smith, totally agree. He's been balling. I uh, love that. Yeah, yo, um, Detroit's on a bye this week, man. I can't attack him at all, man. That's, that's not that sucks. 
Um, and then yeah, Mike Williams having a good back-to-back games like you were calling mm-hmm. for. So that was there we fantastic. Go. Uh, some honorable mentions. Um, you know Marvin Jones and Randall Cobb thinking that it was 2011 here. Uh, <laughs> you know Marvin Jones finishing as a wide receiver 13, and Randall Cobb is wide receiver 14 with 13 targets. It seemed it just seemed like Aaron Rodgers was trying to get Randall Cobb a touchdown. Yeah, usually when it's a rental cop game, like he definitely force feeds it, but it was working in the first half. So I don't it just know. really seemed like every time they got into the red area, he's like, "All right, we're gonna get Randall a touchdown here," because <laughs> they just kept relentlessly targeting him inside. Yeah, the thirteen. Final. That's league leading thirteen targets. Okay. I don't want to play fantasy football when that's the case. Uh, Khalil Shakir, uh, we shouted him out. Yes, sir, had, a, did. had yep. a good game. Uh, George Pickens, uh, I'd say that he's pretty much playable now. We can Along with activate Josh him. Reynolds, keep rolling him out there. Yes, Josh Reynolds as well, um, which takes us into the Jags because Josh Reynolds had to eat, which means somebody had to not. Uh, and Amon Ross St. Brown, who if you if you got that alert, he practiced on Thursday or practiced on Thursday, practiced on Friday, um, and he was gonna play. You put him in your lineup. There was no. Yeah, he he got the benefit of doubt. He's deserved yeah. that. That he if he's starting, he's he's playing. I mean, maybe he can be like you you said it. He, but maybe uh, he's coming more getting more healthy. Uh, I think next week he have a better week. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, a guy who doesn't have that opportunity because they have a game next week is T Higgins. Um, was limited in Sunday's game with an ankle injury. Um, came into Sunday's game questionable. With that ankle, played, uh, was active, and then aggravated the ankle injury (laughs) during the game. And Zach Taylor said that they could have played him in the second half, uh, but I guess they weren't losing by enough points. No, they. I'm just kidding. They were win. They were. They. Just kidding. They were winning the game until the end uh, with a with a last minute field goal. Um. They could have really, really used them. I thought they, they definitely could have used them. Um, but yeah, uh, didn't have a great day, which I think put a cap on what Joe Burrow could have eventually could have essentially done, mm-hmm. as well on as Jamar Chase, because now, you know, the what makes T Higgins and Jamar Chase so great is that you can't double both of them, right? Um, so you got to have to essentially pick your poison. And when T. Higgins was out, Baltimore basically said, okay, well, you know, let Tyler Boyd and Hayden Hurst beat us. We'll, we'll live with that. Yep. Uh, Jalen Waddle, he's another guy. He's playing hurt right now. Um, injured his groin yeah. a couple weeks ago. Has not been the same Jalen Waddle since week two. I got disrespecting, disrespecting Jalen Waddle, the Jets man doing the Waddle. Oh, <laughs> the oh man, oh so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty nice to see. And then Sauce, yeah. I don't know if you saw on his interception, the the, mm-hmm. uh, the the Tyreek peace sign. Oh man, yeah, it was. It's a good, healthy division rival game. Yeah, um, I like it. Where the Jets sure. were not getting bullied, but this is not a podcast for that, so we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Speaking of the Jets, though, the Jets wide receivers are all Jags, but not because they played poorly, but um, you know this this game basically 
there was no passing in the fourth quarter. Uh, and Zach Wilson attempted only, I think, five passes to wide receivers in the second half or targeted wide receivers on passes five times in the second half. So this was not a game for them. Uh, your start of the week, Robert Woods, uh, he – yeah. I saw that game a lot too. He dropped a couple passes. Um, I mean, they he was targeted the most on the team. So, um, yeah, it was it was definitely so not it could have been an opportunity for him. We can go back to that well again. That that basically means um, Drake London. The matchup wasn't great. Um, he has this questionable tag in Yahoo, which is like kind of scaring me because I have no report. I've seen no report. I've put his name in Google. I've got nothing in terms of an injury. Um, but he's got a questionable tag, which is he did not have going into the game, which I didn't like. So uh, Drake London, uh, not the greatest game, but again, the back-to-back, not great games, but the matchups, the matchup this past week at least was definitely a tough one. Yeah, and then probably all the Jags receivers, not named Marvin Jones. So oh, yeah, Christian Kirk definitely ends up on his list. I mean, two yeah. targets, I think it was, for 13 yeah. yards. Uh, that's definitely not what you want from what we a guy we we you know talk about as the number one receiver. Um, all right, let's move on to tight end swags, man. And uh, the number one tight end on the week. <laughs> it's not even fair. We can we basically even call him a tight end? I mean, that's where he's listed. That's what it's, yeah, they had to keep him at one. I mean, it was better than when he had QB and tight end. That was crazy. But I mean, he does have QB and tight end. In, still does? Yes. Wow. In Yahoo leagues, he has QB and tight end. So if you are ever hurting that quarterback in a super flex league or whatever, you can hey, start. Man. He, yeah, I mean, he probably has the most <laughs> quarterback points to Russell Wilson at no. this point. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the number one tight end on the week would be Taysom Hill. Taysom uh, Hill. Nine carries, 112 receiving yards, three rushing t- – or 112 rushing yards, sorry. Three rushing touchdowns. Um, Also added a passing touchdown and recovered a fumble on special teams. So Crazy, man. <laughs> uh. Greg, your thoughts on performance here by Taysom Hill? This is this is what Taysom Hill does. Like, and and the plays are not even like crazy special. He's literally running straight lines, like in Wildcat. Like, uh, there he's not crossing anyone, like duking anyone. Like, they're just straight blocking well for him. And then and Taysom Hill using his speed to run up the gut and and get touchdowns. Uh, and then throwing a touchdown that was good on them to kind of fool the defense and think that he's gonna do it again. And then hey, there you go, he gets that. That touchdown throw to I think it was Ivan Trotman. but um yeah Taysom Hill man I mean he for the tight end market he's worth the play like because his upside is up there with the Mark Andrews the the, the uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, and if he has a down day I mean maybe it's zero points maybe it's a couple points but if he gets that boom day like oh, half the time it's worth it for tight end. Yeah, I think I'm a believer now, uh, Greg. I mean, obviously Greg knows, but for the people that don't know, Greg and I, we manage a team and tight end has been a huge problem for us. Uh, but we have Taysom Hill now <laughs> till now and Hayden uh, Hurst. <laughs> well, we had, well, we did not have Hayden Hurst, but we had At Taysom Hill and we had Irv Smith and, <laughs> you know, last week we played Taysom Hill, which it worked out for us. He scored that rushing touchdown. 
Um, but I was like, hey, man, you know, Hayden Hurst is available. You know, we picked him up. I was like, hey, you know, should we play Taysom Hill? Because we're just banking on that touchdown again. Or should we go with Hayden Hurst? Uh, unfortunately, Taysom Hill played at 1 o'clock and Hayden Hurst didn't play till 8. So we essentially spent like four hours just hoping that Hayden Hurst wouldn't throw up a dud. Uh, we did win our matchup, so ultimately it was it was meaningless. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to – if Greg wants to play Taysom Hill for the rest of the year, I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> I'm just going to ride it out, especially because I was the guy at the beginning of the year saying, hey, man, if you don't got somebody, how can it get any worse than just sticking Taysom Hill in there? It's true. So, Oh, man. All right. Let's move on to the tight end two on the week, and that would be Mark Andrews. Pretty easy to see coming. Eight catches, 10 targets, 89 receiving yards, and a touchdown, 22.9 PPR points, especially when there's no Rashad Bateman in this one. You you had to know uh, Lamar Jackson would have eyes for Mark Andrews. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Mark Andrews? Yeah, man, uh, it seems like Mark Andrews and, and Kelsey are the, the best pass catchers, receivers, whatever you want to call them on their team. Uh, no matter what, like, it's, you, you know who the ball is going to for sure uh, on this for the receivers, and he still delivers every week. Uh, it's very impressive. Um, and, you know, the helping the Ravens get that dub. Yeah, definitely impressive. I mean, Mark Andrews is, yeah, like you said, he's the wide receiver one essentially. Yeah. for the Baltimore Ravens, just like Travis Kelsey is the wide receiver one for the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, definitely a performance that we come to expect from Mark Andrews. And, you know, basically him and Kelsey, we pretty much assume that they're going to be the tight end one or two, uh, in, you know, on the week or in the with they're going to make those two will make up the top three in some form or fashion, mm-hmm. which is why my tight end start of the week Dallas Goddard. Yes, sir. Dallas Goddard, my tight end star of the week. I predicted he would have a top three tight end finish because I was not banking on Taysom Hill finishing in the top three. And so Travis Kelsey's probably going to sneak in here, which is going to knock Dallas Goddard down to four, which is where I did initially had him, but it was because of Kyle Pitts. But, like, honestly, where would you even – I don't want to take – well, we'll have that conversation later. But what are your thoughts on the performance here from Dallas Goddard? Uh, Dallas Goddard is, you know, when we talk about that elite group of, like, Andrews, Kelsey, and, you know, Waller, maybe I think, you know, he's right right, right in that slot in him in now. Uh, he's emerging as uh, that guy um, after those group of people. I mean, he's consistently being great for his team. Uh, and – on a good team that's going to continue to pass the ball at a, at a, at a higher clip uh, than before, um, Dallas Goddard is, is the man right now. Yeah, no, we talked about Dallas Goddard before uh, on on Saturday when we were going through the starts of the week. He's He's been consistent. Uh, he's probably, like you said, outside of the Kelseys. And outside of Kelsey and Andrews, he's probably the tight end that you want because he's got – I agree the best upside of like, he's got consistency because Waller hasn't been consistent. Kittle hasn't been consistent yeah. uh, with no Kyle Pitts hasn't Kyle Pitts hasn't even been pretty much start worthy outside of a week. Um, and then um, what's this other guy? I can't, why is Oh, TJ Hawkinson. 
yeah. know, he's he's inconsistent as well. Uh, but Dallas Goddard also has this upside where like his offense, he plays in a really good offense, and yep. he's surrounded by good weapons. Where like some days he's gonna go into games and he's gonna be the only guy who's left uncovered because teams are focusing on AJ Brown, they're focusing on on Devontae Smith, they're focusing on not letting Jalen Hurts beat them in the run game, and all that yep. ties into Dallas Goddard being a really good fantasy option. Absolutely. All right, let's give out this uh, next these next set of flowers, this next set of recognition. Um, you know, I'm gonna get a drum roll in here one day uh, mm-hmm. for our our tight end, our tight end, that our touchdown, touchdown or not tight end of the week. And Greg, this one is gonna go home to you because we had two options here. We could have gone with Adam Troutman, who was the recipient of the the uh, Taysom Hill touchdown reception. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead, we're going to go with New York Giants tight end, Daniel Bellinger. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because he channeled his inner Taysom Hill and scored a rushing touchdown. Big time. Had two receptions on three targets. 22 receiving yards, but no touchdowns receiving. <laughs> but the Giants call this reverse pass to the tight end, which I've never seen before. <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> teams throw the reverse pass to like the, the wide receivers, other running backs. Maybe man, you know, the Giants don't got no wide receivers, man. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> that's the problem, right? Because <laughs> I don't know how it always ends up on the Giants, but the Giants, I mean, Daniel Bellinger, if he's not on the waiver list, should end up on the waiver list because somehow the Giants always suffer these injuries where they always end up with a Mr. Necessary. They do. They do. <laughs> yeah. They're becoming their tight end. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Daniel Bellinger is see, like, to me last week, he was like the emer- he was one of those guys that was on my list. The only thing is he played at not he played at nine thirty in the morning, so you know as a backup plan for Logan Thomas, and he was on my list and I would have gone I could you know wouldn't have gone with him I think I ultimately settled on Jawan Johnson because I really liked the matchup but he was a jag which we'll get into a little bit, but um, Daniel Bellinger is gonna have to be involved I mean there's not many receivers left uh, that's so. how it was it seemed like for every Giants tight end they become involved. Caden Smith, like, back in the day, like um... that was like two weeks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now, nah, remember but, uh, Wayne Gallman? Wayne Gallman. Oh yeah, Wayne Gallman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They they just suffer was... so many injuries throughout the year, and yeah, Wayne Gallman was the real Mister Necessary. He was. He was. He, like he, we, well, it was a good year with Wayne Gallman. It's crazy to say that, but like he was out here saving fantasy teams. Um. Rounding out these, well, okay, well, anyway, Daniel Bellinger, got to give you your flowers because you did score this rushing touchdown on the reverse pass here, where instead of throwing the football, makes a dude in the backfield miss and dives into the end zone for his touchdown of the week. Where if you started him, would have got you a top 10 tight end finish. So, Greg, rounding out this top 12 here are these tight end swags. Tight end four, Hayden Hurst. Wow, I didn't realize he did all that. 
Yeah, man, Hayden Hurst was balling out, man. He balled out. And I knew the touchdown, he was catching some passes, but the tight end, 17.3, I didn't realize that he had a revenge game. Uh, David Njoku, 14, uh, sorry, the tight end, five. Evan Ingram, the tight end, six. Tyler Higby, the tight end, seven. Adam Troutman, eight. Zach Ertz, nine. Daniel Bellinger, 10. Cade Otten, 11. And Hunter Henry comes in as the tight end, 12. Greg, you were nodding. What do you got to say about Cade Otten over there? Yeah, well, I guess that was like the late instant slide in for when uh, Cameron Bray, you found out that. Because we like Cameron Bray uh, when he's in uh, healthy. So that's, you know, good logic if, uh, for people that put in Cade Otten after the injury news, a.k.a. also John doing that. <laughs> yeah, I actually did tweet that out. Um, you know, on the morning when Logan Thomas, we found out he was going to be out because he was somebody that I was obviously he was my stream of the week. And I said that, hey, Jawan Johnson is who I'm pivoting to. Um, but Kate Otten is a deep, deep league option. Uh, and probably should have just gone with Kate. I mean, hindsight's 2020, but that the tight end role in New Orleans, not very well defined. In in Tampa Bay, definitely well defined. So uh yeah, Kadon's probably somebody we should pay attention to depending on how long Cam Cam Braid is out. Yes, uh no one in the, no one else I really want to talk about. I mean, Tyler Higby's been consistent, which is crazy. He has. Um he has. Yeah, Zach Ertz is just like he's like tight end purgatory. It feels like <laughs> it's like he's going to always be in like that, like eight or nine range. Never really going to finish in the top three or five. That's fine. That's fine, though. Yeah, no, it's fine. Sure, no, yeah, it's fine. yeah. You'll take it. But, you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Ten targets last week. That was still good. Uh, 48 receiving yards, though. So not very good. Uh, some some Jags, some tight end Jags. Um, George Kittle. Robert Tunyon, Pat Fryermuth, who got got a concussion and left the game, Tyler Conklin, Greg Star of the Week, who put up a, a straight goose egg. Um, but again, that was tied to the the game script. I feel like, and uh, Jawan Johnson, who I pivoted to in a great matchup against Seattle, and he five point three PPR points. Not not much to write home about. Uh, I mean, any the other... New Orleans Saints tied in did do well, you know. <laughs> technically, I mean, technically, it. right? Jason like, is listed as their tight end. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> Seattle's tight end numbers just went through the roof. Oh yeah, as far as uh yeah, well the, against the because they last week yeah. they had TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, you're right. So this week, oh, even man. if you had put Taysom Hill through a projection model, which I did, he came out as the tight end one, which I was like <laughs> never gonna rank him there. I'm like, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Seattle so, gets anyway. uh, the Cardinals next week. So there you go, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz gets – oh, the Cardinals play Seattle. Yep. Good to know. So Greg's tight end start of the week, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Um, in terms of the news and injuries, I know we're, we're, we're pushing over. So just want to wrap this up so we can get through these waivers. Uh, but we talked about Damian Harris left Sunday's game with a hamstring. Rashad Penny out for the season with a broken tibia. Uh, T. Higgins was limited with the with the ankle. They said he could have came back, but he didn't. So kind of leads me to believe that that might be a problem. Um, but just something to monitor. 
Uh, Arizona running back James Conner, he's okay, it seems, after a rib injury. But that's another one where it's like, you know, they were playing in a game where they kind of could have used him um, and they didn't play him. So uh kind of makes me think he he's not just okay. Uh, but again, as Greg said, Arizona plays Seattle, and that's a cake matchup. So um, no, potentially no James Conner, Daryl Williams. He's dealing with a left knee or a left. Uh, he's dealing with a knee injury, which he left Sunday's game for. And then New Orleans wide receiver Chris Olave left Sunday's game with a concussion. Uh, so obviously he's in concussion protocol. Uh, Pat Fryer moved to tight end, also left Sunday's game with a concussion. That's his, I believe, third concussion in two years um, of mm. being in the league. So that's obviously concerning there. Um, quarterback Baker Mayfield is in a walking boot for a ha- high ankle sprain. Um, and Matt Rule, the coach for the Carolina Panthers, was fired today. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what impact that has later on in the week. But uh, Tyreek Hill is in a walking boot. Injury is not to believe serious to be serious, but he's dealing with a foot injury, uh, or as a, in the words of Tyreek Hill, and I quote, uh, "Cheetah just has a uh, a uh, hurt paw." So, nice. yeah. <laughs> um, the oh, and uh, I think there was one more injury that was oh, Teddy Bridgewater. The backup quarterback for who was Greg Stream of the Week, uh, yeah, got out on the first play. TJ Hawk too, also. Oh, TJ Hawk was your start of the week. Oh, he hmm, ends up as a Jack. Got it. Yeah, but he got hurt. yeah, he got hurt too. Yeah, it's okay. Um, was he your start of the week? No, no, no he's just, he he's my start of he's my start of like life. He's my of favorite, life. You know? Yeah, he's yeah, like, he's. He's my guy. It's like yeah. this tug and pull that me and you have. Like you love him <laughs> so much, I despise him so much. And so like, yeah, um, yeah. But Teddy Bridgewater is in concussion protocol, as is Tua Tagovailoa. So Skylar Thompson. There you go. There you go. Seven round draft pick. Uh, Greg, are you picking up Skylar Thompson off waivers this week? No. When when Geno Smith. <laughs> It's 35% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. I don't. I want Gino every week. 35%, man. They play Arizona next week. You know he wants the ball out. Yo, oh, man, he's he's definitely the number one guy I need at the quarterback position. Um, other than that, though, Carson Wentz, uh, 46% rostered. I think he's coming. Get him a little more relevant. I think he's more of a matchup guy. I think you got to look at the matchup and kind of see uh, if you can play him or not, but they got Chicago next week, and the secondary has been pretty weak this year. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw like 19 straight passes against him. It was crazy to, to start that game. Um, so I think Carson Wentz has some relevance, but Geno Smith is is that guy. You you got to go get him. Um, it's been in waivers and, and and start him with confidence. Other than that, probably you know, Jimmy G and Marcus Mariota both had solid games this week. They are playing each other in Week Six, uh, Atlanta versus San Fran. Um, if I had to choose probably uh, one or lean towards one, I mean, Mariota probably has a, a safer floor for this one, but uh, Jimmy G probably get, get some more upside because Atlanta's defense has been has been pretty bad. So um, those are probably some super flex uh, deep league options you can try to get. All right, and what about running back? Uh, running back? Definitely not available. No, no, no. Yeah, he's definitely not. That man was, you know, a value pick uh, hopefully in your drafts. 
Um, but I'm looking at Kenneth Walker. Uh, he's 45% rostered. Uh, we know that Rashad Penny suffered that, uh, you know, injury to his leg. Um, so he's out for the season. Kenneth Walker is going to step right in. Uh, not going to get the heavy passing in work that you probably expect, but the, all the carries, majority of them should go to him. He had eight carries in relief, uh, 88 yards, uh, scored the touchdown, that long touchdown for him. So uh, I think they're going to give him a shot. Um, you know, he has some draft capital. So um, he, he's going to, I think, instantly, when Seattle, a team that runs the ball a lot, he's going to, in a team that's doing better offensively, he's getting into that RB2 territory uh, right away. Eno Benjamin, the literally only healthy uh, running back right now on the Arizona Cardinals. So he's 11% rostered. Uh, you got to pick him up. He, he's out there and, and available. Um, and can give you uh, some RB2, I think, production. Uh, second, And then for uh, deeper leagues, Mike Boone, uh, he's 36% rostered. Um, I think to be back up for, for Melvin Gordon, I think he's going to be uh, used him in. Um, we, we'll see what happens with Latavius Murray when they put him in the fold. But I think um, Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone, if they become like a two-head committee, uh, Mike Boone has some some RB3 uh RB4 value and for the deeper deepest of leagues I don't know how Tevin Coleman came out of nowhere and got used heavily in that game I mean it was a blowout so I'm not gonna you know I'm taking it with a little grain of salt um but I'm, I'm gonna wait and see and keep an eye on his usage for for next week yeah I mean a couple other names I want to throw out which I talked about on last week but Tyrion Davis Price who plays for the 49ers the rookie uh did have 14 carries in the first game Without Elijah Mitchell, then he suffered a high ankle sprain. He is supposed to make his way back soon. So somebody that I would – you could probably get him off off waivers for, for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, speculative bench ad. And then another guy, you know, Damian Williams I spoke about, um, you know, he's supposed to return off IR with the, with the rib injury. And, you know, the first few snaps into Atlanta season, he was the starting running back up until suffering that rib injury and giving way to Cordell Patterson, who's now given way to Tyler Algier and and uh, Caleb Huntley. So uh, those are two guys I would definitely add on my short list that probably will cost you next to nothing on waivers. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with those. Definitely like those for sure. Uh, what about wide receiver, Greg? What are we doing there? Uh, for 12-team formats, I kind of split it up. Uh, the receivers I'm looking at, Jacoby Myers, 48% rostered. He's he's first on my list. Eight targets, you know, seven receptions, got a, over 100 uh, receiving yards, and got that touchdown. Um, Alec Pierce, 8% rostered. Uh, I think, you know, we've been banging a drum on him that he's the number two receiver in this offense, this close offense. So, um, yeah, continue to, to throw him out there and have some confidence in him to give you some, some low-end flex value. Josh Reynolds. Uh, 31% rostered. Um, I think with you know the injuries to the team uh, uh, and the, the pass catchers, uh, targets are going to continue to open up for him. Um, so he he has some good uh, low end flex value as well. But I think the guy with the most upside, um, you know, Rondell Moore is is back. I mean, and that snap percentage was crazy. He played 91% of the offensive snaps. Greg Dortch was absolutely irrelevant in the game he was taking out the game <laughs> he only played two percent of the snaps so uh yeah it, it, i didn't think it would be that much of a seesaw effect but ronald moore just slid right in and took his job back uh and that's what we like to see um especially for ronald moore uh manager greg dorch filled in well but uh, it's, it's over now uh he's 18 percent rostered and then for deeper leagues um 
thank Marvin Jones Jr., Randall Cobb, and Khalil Shakir. I know you mentioned him. Uh, I think those guys, uh, if, you know, Packers still need are try, still trying to find a number one receiver. So I think Randall Cobb could have some, uh, you know, uh, say in that. Uh, and and Marvin Jones, uh, I think the number two receiver in Jacksonville is still up in the air as well. So those those roles are, are still for the taking. Yeah, wide receiver is definitely speculative. Um, I do have to say one thing because you do got to drop people to to pick up people. Um, Greg Dorch could do job. Greg, I mean, Greg George, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not playing. You, I, I'm dropping you. Um, I think it's time we could drop Elijah Moore now. Um, and Allen Robinson. Well, yeah. Allen Robinson, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drop him. Um, yeah, I think that that was really it. Just I just had to say Elijah Moore because I know I've, I've been like, I'm not dropping him. I'm not dropping him. I'm not dropping him. And I think we're finally at the week where, I mean, again, this game, take it with a grain of salt. This game really meant nothing uh, in terms of like the usage of the players. You know, maybe we'll have to throw the ball next, you know, more next week when they play Green Bay. But uh, I just can't say here confidently and say to continue to hold him on your bench when there's guys like an Alec Pierce out there uh, who's seeing targets or, you know, Rondell Moore who's going to see a ton of targets and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, What about tight end, Greg? Tight end, uh, it's got to be at the top, you know, Taysom Hill and, and Hayden Hurst, uh, both 30% rostered. Um, you know, we kind of had the, you know, telling you, I think Hayden Hurst obviously is the more consistent play. I think he probably has a safer floor, obviously, but Taysom Hill's upside is is like no other player in football, really, because you don't know what he's going to give you, uh, especially if you're in the leagues that count return, like special team plays and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he's he's got to be got to be in there. So I'm, I'm it's worth adding him. Especially in the in the tight end market, where after the top five, it's a huge drop off. Uh, Evan Ingram, he's 24% rostered, had uh, led the tight ends with 10 targets, uh, so he's he's got back to relevance. Um, be wary of him. You know he has been up and down this year, but uh, that's that's been tight ends all year. I think you know we gotta you know, look at the people that uh, can you know consistently probably you know give you some some targets throughout the week. Uh, and Evan Ingram, you know he has the talent, has the draft capital, so. Um, you can you can pick them up in deeper leagues, and then K. Dotton, last option, uh, depending on K. Uh, Cameron Bray's health, continue to monitor that. But uh, if you know K. Dotton's going to get the starts, uh, or K. Cameron Bray's going to be in limited fashion, uh, he he's going to have some value. Yeah, no, I I agree there. Tight end is basically like a wasteland. So also going to say again, Daniel Bellinger. Uh, also, wide receivers. Wandell Robinson. Oh man. And Kadarius Tony. Oh, <laughs> I just I'm I'm legally obligated to say Kadarius Tony's name on this podcast. <laughs> like I, I have yo, I, he's getting hurt on his days off, yo. No, nah, he practiced and then he got hurt. He just hurt his other hamstring this time. If they don't even like him to play him, then why would they even put him out there like to practice? They don't even like him either. No, they're trying to save him because he's Mr. Glass. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So they're trying to save. They, they're it's load management, Greg. I thought you come to basketball. Like, you're <laughs> he's 22. Whatever. What is he? 23. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he was an older prospect actually. Oh, I was okay, part okay. of the, you know why people draft the community didn't really like him. Apparently. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well. 
Anyway, Greg wants to say goodbye to everybody but Kadarius Tony. Uh, Kadarius Tony, you can be included. So yeah, you go to that side. Gotta get healthy. Yeah. You gotta get healthy. I can't keep going to bat for you, my guy Greg. He's a giant fan, though. Like, I shouldn't even have to be doing this, but you just gotta get on the uh, mid story. He focused on playing one day about football too, and he comes on the field. Uh, he probably flashed back when his shoulder injury, when he hurt <laughs> his shoulder the other day. But we're good. We're good. Uh, anyways, everybody, we we always have fun doing this with y'all. Much appreciated. Uh, definitely check in with us on Wednesday when we break down Thursday night football. I don't even know who plays Thursday night That's oh, how crazy. Last Thursday really, you know, jaded us. Like, we got hurt last week. So, you got to be the good one this week. Oh, last Thursday night football was so unforgettable that we forgot this week Thursday night football? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Much appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all on Wednesday when we break down Thursday night football. Ever, so, Commander's Bears. <laughs> oh, God. That's stinky. Anyway. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all on Wednesday when we talk about the Chicago Bears taking on the Washington Commanders. It's gonna be like a twenty-minute show. That's why this episode was so long because we can talk about this. One. That one is gonna be like twenty minutes. Easy one. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all later. Have a good one. We're out of here. Yeah.